This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to Nordic Nation from Faster Skier. For as long as most of us can remember, Andy Newell has been sporting U.S. ski team gear and spending five months a year overseas racing World Cups. Some of that has changed. The 34-year-old is no longer part of the national team, but he's still training at the professional level and plans on racing several World Cups this season. And if the gears are clicking, hopes to qualify for the Seefeld Austria World Championships. Beyond the racing goals, Newell has started a new business venture called Nordic Team Solutions. We'll let Newell describe what his startup has in the works in the podcast, but the business really aims to help individuals and clubs maximize their potential when it comes to their skiing objectives. We caught up with Newell on October 8th when he was in Park City, Utah for the NEG and U.S. Ski Team Fall Camp. Uh, But it sounds like you are in Park City right now for a training camp. Are you there as coach or athlete? Um, Yeah, I'm in Park City right now and I'm here as a a coach and an athlete, which for me has been the most fun combination this summer. Um, So I'm here coaching with Brian Fish, coaching the NEG for the first week of camp, and then I'm training alongside the national team as an athlete for the second half of camp. But so, yeah, this, this year has been a a transitional year for me. So it's, it's been fun to kind of take a step away from being a full-time U S ski team athlete for the first time in 16 years. I'm kind of able to set my own schedule um, and travel quite a bit less. And so that's kind of where I'm at looking into next season is I'm still an athlete and I still train hundred percent as a professional athlete and I still train year round and, and full on, but I'm kind of taking some time now to, to take a step back from national team level, um, status. So I can one, spend more time in the U S uh, spend more time with my wife, spend more time connecting to the U S ski culture and the North American ski scene a little bit more. Um, and then just kind of focus on a few, um, world cups internationally or world championships this coming season. And so, this kind of coach athlete combination has been a great way for me to accomplish both those goals um, and to stay motivated and to continue progressing and, and learning more about coaching and skiing. So, you know, let's kind of like focus a little bit on the athlete side of things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, at least like the initial, I think it was like a, a press release or maybe it was a blog post that, that Chris Grover put up about athletes that were given you know, period one starts. And I'm sure had you wanted those starts, you would have been granted starts, but um, you were not on that list. So how might you integrate yourself into World Cups this season? Gotcha. So, I mean, I I turned down first period starts. Um, so I talk with Grover and I talk with US ski team coaches and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I would have been able to start first period, but it didn't really fit in with my um, preparation goals for the season. I took May really easy this year. I took a really big break after, you know, what was a pretty big Olympic season. So my training is kind of pushed back about a month or so than back like calendar wise than, than what it normally is. So, um, I knew I didn't want to go to first period. I know, um, I would prefer to stay domestic and spend more time with, you know, friends and family, and then just kind of focus on having a much more consolidated European race schedule. So, for me, instead of spending five months on the road, focusing on every World Cup weekend, uh, nowadays I'm kind of just focusing on a few World Cups here and there, and, and we'll try to focus on World Championships. So 
you might see me in Europe for, you know, three to four weeks throughout the winter, but it's not going to be a five month kind of thing. Gotcha. And so the objective is, or one of the objectives sounds like to qualify for the safe world championships. Yeah. I mean, I think training has been going really well this summer and I'm, I've kind of always said this, but I'm at the point where it's like, if I'm in metal contention shape, if I'm in what I consider the best shape I can be in, then I want to be in safe But if I'm not, I'm happy to give those, those spots to somebody else and more than happy to encourage some younger athletes to get that kind of experience. So I definitely will be fighting for an opportunity to race in safe But if I, if I know I'm not at my best, uh, you won't see me there. But if I, if I am at my best, I'll, I'll be there on the start line. I am curious, like, what have you experienced this year? You know, you said you're like a month delayed a little bit in terms of um, your normal training calendar. Mm -hmm. You know, what have you noticed about like whether or not you need more rest or things like that, you know, having done it so long and sort of being able to be more efficient and also stay Mm -hmm. fit? I'm like, I'm just curious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean... I think it's always a juggling act and I've tried to talk with other athletes who are still involved at, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 35 this fall. Um, and I've been doing this, you know, my entire life training full time since I was 15, 16 years old. Um, so you just have to kind of make minor adjustments and, and what we call kind of residual fitness means like, so I've built up quite a bit of fitness over the years, obviously. So it's like, um, that makes it easier for me to take some time off. So for example, I trained, I only trained like 40, 50 hours in May and took a much slower step up towards like June, July, August, where I began to put in more big hours. But somebody who's 34 years old and has trained full time and put in several training years above 800, you know, 50 hours, you can afford to take a little bit more time off and try to focus more on quality than quantity. Um, So that's always something I'm trying to play around with is that you know, as an older athlete, what do I need to do to get into shape? Do I need to be doing more intervals than I was doing when I was 25? Do I need to be doing less? Um, is it taking me longer to recover? And also adjusting kind of how I do certain types of intervals. So obviously, like my max heart rate now is lower than it was when I was 25 years old. So I can't be going out and doing the same kind of workouts, targeting certain heart rate zones that I was doing when I was 25. So you have to always kind of be adjusting your training zones adjusting intensity levels, focusing on speed. Like it's, it's natural to feel like you're kind of losing speed a little bit as you get older. Um, so for me, finding ways where I can hit speed more often, uh, but then also have time to recover and kind of train more, find new, I guess, unconventional or, or new fun ways to work on explosive skiing and, and to try to maintain that explosive power as an older athlete. So this year I've been doing a lot of kind of new, running mechanic power workouts. So always just kind of adjusting what I'm doing to, to make sure my, my fitness and my power are, are staying at an elite level. All right. So let's switch a little bit to the coaching side of things. I think you've been at most of the big national kind of training camps for, for junior skiers and emerging skiers. Yeah. So what has been your role, kind of your official role this past few months? Um, yeah, well, since this year, I was taking a step back from the national team. I even last winter, I had begun talking a little bit with Chris Grover and with Brian Fish about ways that I could help with the development side of things. And I've I've always been really stoked on helping younger skiers and helping teach skiing to other folks. Like we've we've I've done a lot of training camps with Stratton over the years. There, junior training camps, and 
in the speed camp clinics I've done over the years with the U.S. team. Um, like I, I know that's an area I wanted, I'm interested in. So we just kind of wanted to take it to another step this next year. And since I wasn't going to be part of the national team, I, I kind of proposed the, the idea to those guys. And I was like, Hey, how about I come and help at some of the, of the development camps? Um, and they seemed receptive to that idea, but kind of what I did in order to make that an easier decision for them was I more or less created my own um, coaching business, which is now called Nordic Team Solutions. And so in order for me to coach, I obviously need a little bit of liability and certification. So I, by creating the business, I, I operate under my own liability insurance. I'm not an employee of the U.S. ski team. I'm a hired consultant. And so I come on and operate under my own insurance, but I'm also USS or U.S. ski and snowboard coaches certified um, and safe sport certified and first aid certified. So I can, I, I basically created this Nordic team solutions business so that I can then come to training camps, whether it's with a U.S. ski team or an NCAA team or anybody, it could be a ski club. I can come in and kind of be my own entity and, and eliminate any risk from them, from, of them from having me there. And so, yeah, it started with coming to the NTG in June and helping Brian Fish for, for that first development camp. And then I worked with Nensa for the regional elite group camp and the U.S. ski team for a national U16 camp. And then I'm here right now in Park City for the, the national NEG camp. Okay. And so from a business standpoint, and maybe this is obvious, but I'd like to hear like what your take is on it. Like what's the, what is the value added asset, you know, aspect of Nordic team solutions? I mean, you obviously are a huge name in the sport. So what do you kind of bring to the table that is like the value to say a club or an individual? Yeah. So, I mean, if you think of the most successful businesses out there, whether it's a you know, Apple or, or whoever, it's like the best CEOs in the world are the ones that continue to bring on new ideas. They continue to network and they continue to try to, whether it's doing the, the same thing slightly different or tweaking their approach or whatever. Um, it's all about networking and bringing in new ideas or rephrasing something or finding ways to improve. And so in my opinion, there wasn't really something set up like that in the Nordic skiing world. And so that's kind of how Nordic team solutions idea started. And then it's just grown from there to, to create a, a massive website that we have going now. And the platform more or less supplies two different services. One is that I can be hired for training camps, just like I'm doing with the U S ski team now, but the website itself kind of acts as a resource for people who want to learn more about cross country ski training, whether that's a ski coach or whether that's uh, an athlete who trains himself who maybe doesn't have a coach to coach them. It could be a master skier who's preparing for some races during the winter. Um, we really try to cater the information that's posted on our site to, to just about anybody. So when I was building the site, we, we spent a lot of time thinking about the best way to organize this kind of information. And what I came up with was a model that hasn't been used yet. Like there's, it's one thing to get a training plan from somebody like a you could get a custom training plan written from a number of coaches out there for anywhere from like 300, 500 bucks a month. Somebody will write a training plan for you. But I kind of wanted to push what our motto is with Nordic Team Solutions, which is become a student of the sport. And that kind of means, you know, understand why you're doing certain workouts at certain types times of year um, and what you're getting out of the workouts. That's something that I've learned from coaching is such a valuable asset to athletes is when I show up at these training camps, 
I really want the athletes and the juniors to ask me like every day why we're doing a certain workout. You know, why is it this duration? Why is it this intensity? Um, and then they, they become students of the sport themselves and, and they end up, you know, training much more effectively and learning so much more. So I wanted to set up Nordic team solutions that way. Um, so all our training materials are posted on a, on a members page that you can, for the amount of money it costs to go out to a movie, you can become a member on the site for 12 bucks a month. And then all the information is, is posted is relevant to that time of year. So say it's April, you know, and you have a good beat on your training and then you don't sign up for a membership that month, but say it's October like now, and you want to be getting some more information on what kind of intervals you might be doing or some ways you could be preparing for the winter, um, some technique work, you can become a member $12 a month. And, and so all the information is catered specifically to that time of year, which is, which is a model that you, that we haven't seen yet in cross country ski training resources. And then on top of that, which I think is one of the coolest parts of the site is that it's a really, the way the information is, is organized on our site makes it really easy to use, whether you're trying to find information on how to periodize your training, so how to plan it. Um, if you're looking for examples of workouts, if you're looking for examples of weekly training plans, if you're looking for new strength workouts, how to plan your strength training throughout the entire year, technique videos, it's all really organized really well. So you can, you can search for things and find things really easily. And the other thing I think, which is really fun about the site is that it's a cool balance between kind of super sciencey stuff and also stuff that is catered specifically to skiing, which kind of ties in with our become a student of the sport kind of motto. So I want everything on there to be easily digested and easily put right into the field with your cross country ski training. So for example, we have a partner, Tom Cuddy, who's a sports physiologist, and he he just threw something up on the site where it's a pretty sciencey article about intensity distribution for elite athletes. So there's tons of physiological explanations in there and graphs and pretty high tech info. But then I might take some of that information and and then write it specific to cross country ski training. So how that relates to the kind of intervals we're doing in October, um, how that translates into the, some of the distance workouts we're doing, how can you plan that kind of physiological explanation into your own training. And so that's what I love about Nordic team solutions is that all the recommendations that are in there are built specifically to cross country skiing as, as specific, um, to our sport as they possibly can be. And so that's really fun. Like I'm not a sports psychologist either but I have plenty of experience preparing for big races um, from, you know, 15 years on the World Cup. And so I can take what would be a sports psychologist recommendation and break that down into a very specific cross-country skiing catered kind of specific approach onto what an athlete might need to do to prepare for a ski race. So it's kind of just finding ways to break down information and, and make it specific to our sport and, and make it so that athletes or coaches or whoever wants to come onto our site can, can learn more about training. Um, yeah, I'm actually on the site and I was like, Ooh, I want to read that article, but I need to get, him. <laughs> I got to read like the first couple paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a login. <laughs> oh no, dude, I don't want to, you got to make a living. <laughs> so, um, all right. Yeah. This sounds pretty comprehensive. And there's also like another guy on there, Chad Elliott, <laughs> who people, yep are probably familiar with. Yeah. So how is Tad involved as well? So it looks like it's, it's you, Tom Cuddy and Tad Elliott. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that structure comes from the idea that we are consultants. And so, so we operate under our own 
businesses. So what I would like Nordic Team Solutions to grow into in the future is is a platform that other consultants can also use for their own services. So Tom Cuddy, for example, is a sports physiologist out of Bozeman, and he offers VO2 max testing, uh, metabolic testing. And so somebody can come onto the site and hire Tom directly, and they just hire him. They pay him directly if they want to organize some testing in the field somewhere. Um, same goes for Tad. Like Tad is a really knowledgeable kind of recovery an- analysis kind of guy because he's he's worked with First Beat over the years, and and he's worked with some autoimmune illnesses himself. And so he's a great resource when it comes to recovery. And so that's why Tad's posted on there too. So if somebody wants to hire Tad directly, they just, they just can contact me or Tad and then we'll, we'll work something out and they can hire Tad as a, as a consultant and Nordic team solutions doesn't, you know, take any, any part in that. And so I'd like to grow that over the years into the realm of waxing, for example, like I'd like to partner with some wax techs who could be hired as consultants. If there's a team that is interested in how they might manage their fleet, or, or prepare for races in a certain way, they can come to our website and, and hire a waxing consultant. Same with maybe a nutritionist. I've, we've been looking at some nutritionists that might want to partner with us. So same idea. They, they submit monthly content to the site, which members can see. And then in exchange for that, they can be hired directly as a consultant to work with any kind of ski team um, that wants to hire them. How long has this kind of project been in the works for you? Or have you been kind of thinking about like, how you have a relatively seamless transition from like full-time U.S. ski team member to kind of what you're doing right now. Right. Well, it's been, it's, it's not like I decided overnight. It's kind of grown and, and kind of morphed into what it is now with Nordic Team Solutions. Um, so it was a lot of work this spring, obviously planning how the site would be structured and the building of the site obviously took a few months because it's a pretty robust um, website. But for me, I knew this was a great opportunity. I love ski racing. I don't want to stop ski racing completely yet, but at the same time, a lot of my personal goals right now are overshadowed by the goals of wanting to help this next generation of skier kind of bridge the gap to the world cup and and become successful medal winning skiers. So I I still love ski races and, and that's why you'll see me at the start line of ski races this year. And you'll see me at world championships if things are going well, but it's so much more rewarding for me to come to a training camp and and it's such a fun change as opposed to being a full-time athlete where I'm just focused on myself at training camp. You know, I go do the workout, I come home, I work on my own sponsors and I, it's kind of a, just such an internally focused lifestyle. Nowadays I come to training camps and it's so much more rewarding to be able to work alongside these athletes. And I know I'm making such a difference on a daily basis. And by the end of the camp, I'm like, I have so much more energy and I'm so much more fired up to be at training camps now as an athlete coach than I ever was as an athlete, at least in the last few years. And so that's been a fun change. And I also wanted to take this transitional year or two years or whatever this will be and kind of learn more about coaching myself. Like I know as an athlete, I bring in a specific skill set, which is that of experience and that of kind of technical knowledge and technical knowledge on the racing side. But just because you're a great athlete doesn't mean that you'll be a great coach. And I know there's a lot I needed to learn about coaching and it's been a really good opportunity to learn from Brian Fish and Grover and Matt and other clients that I've worked with and figure out all the nuances of coaching. Like how do you, what's the best way to communicate to a 16, 17, 18 year old uh, girl or guy. And I've had such a fun time kind of making that transition, kind of bringing my skill set, but also understanding that I always want to learn as a coach, which is again, what goes back to our Nordic team solutions model, which is become a student of the sport. You know, I don't think there's, that's the worst when you have a ski coach who feels like they know everything, you know, they're going to immediately 
I think kind of shoot themselves in the foot and become kind of irrelevant and, and do their athletes some injustice. So understanding that you don't know everything about coaching and trying to learn from, from folks who have been in the game a while. Um, this is a great way for me to continue as an athlete, but also build up some, some coaching credentials. And so it's been a really fun way to stay involved. You've worked with lots of different coaches at the national level, obviously at Stratton, you know, who have been your kind of models for evolve? Like you were just talking about learning how to communicate with different age groups. I mean, who, who have been sort of resources for you besides, you know, the Grovers and Wickham's? Yeah, I think there's been a lot. I mean, and I think my coaching style has been molded from the age of when I was at Stratton, which in, in you know, Sferi, in my opinion, is such a great coach because he's one of those guys that is very level-headed. He makes training serious but fun at the same time, and that's kind of the the foundation of, of the way I coach as well is, is – making sure the kids understand that there's a difference between taking something too seriously, but being a professional about it. Um, so we want to have fun every day, but at the same time we want to be professionals and make sure we come to a workout understanding that we want to get the most out of the workout and understanding what it is we want to accomplish while we're here. So that's been great. Um, Rick Capallo was a great one. So I, this year I was at the national U 16 camp with Rick and that was really cool. It was, it was a, a week long camp and we had something like 65 under 16 year olds. So 65, 14 and 15 year olds. If you can imagine getting 65 kids of that age out on roller skis, it's a, it's a crazy logistical situation, but it ended up being such a fun camp. And I think because I was able to, to learn and work with Rick a lot, like I bring in my own skill set, which is kind of elevating, I think the technical and side of the, of the workouts, but Rick is so amazing at like communicating with those kids. Like we had some of the 16 year old boys, like obviously boys being boys went and broke some croquet mallets that belonged to the school. Um, and so Rick called like a emergency meeting and brought all the kids into the, to the common area. And just, it was so cool to see the way he interacted with the kids, like making it a learning experience, kind of not really yelling at them, but yelling at them at the same time. And it's just that kind of like learning from guys like that, who are so good at, at that side of the coaching game, I think is, has been really great for me. And I, and I, and I think I understand and I recognize those opportunities as chances to learn and ways to kind of gain my own coaching experience through through watching guys like him work. So this is gonna this question kind of takes a step back a little bit. So if there's a club that wants to tap into this just from you know, a coach who's leading a club, so essentially it's kind of like a club membership. Mm-hmm. Does that work the same as a as an individual login or Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the way it would work is like, I mean, I think I think it's a no brainer. If you are a coach in North America or anywhere, to me, it makes total sense to become a member um, because then you can get all this information, take what you want, you know, pass what you want down to your athletes. And it's just a great way to get new ideas and, and refresh yourself on some maybe n- new sides of training, whether that's in the weight room or through, through some of the intervals we might be posting up there or through some of the technique work we're working on. So if you are a coach, yeah, I, I would totally encourage you to become a member. Um, and as a member, you gain access to the, to the resources we post, but you can also email me at any time. And so that I've had plenty of really fun, productive email correspondences with coaches out there who have a specific question about maybe an athlete that they're coaching or a specific question about a workout they have with their team in a, in a way they could improve it. So again, I, I'm posting information, but I'm also always a consultant. So 
a ski club could hire me to come train with them, whether that's just for a day or two days or whatever. And they could also hire me to do some remote consulting for them. So I have a few clients so far that I've written specific kind of interval training for or strength training for. I think strength training is a huge one. Like uh, I've learned so much, I think, about strength and conditioning for skiing over the years. So I've had a few schools um, hire me so far to write them ski-specific strength plans. And so the school sends me their race calendar, and I build a strength plan around their big races. Um, I write a periodized strength plan for them that runs through kind of how to build some, some max strength and max power and maintain that strength throughout the season. So a ski club could do anything like that is hire me as a remote consultant to help them kind of formulate some training or strength training for their team. Anything I'm missing or that you want to add? I mean, it is a, I have to say, it's like, it's a little bit like walking into the candy store (laughs) and you don't have to, I'm like, oh, I'm interested in the clicking on that. So anyway, it's kind of a, I assume for people that are interested, it's kind of a wormhole of, of, you know, like you were saying, ideas and resources. Yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, I just want to help spread knowledge, continue to learn myself and try to work with as many different people as I can, whether that's a, it could be a national team or it could be a club, it could be a master's group. And I think there's ways that we can all learn together um, and progress together in every opportunity they have to work with a client is a, is an opportunity for me to learn something and, and grow as a coach. And it's also a way for us to share information. And that's, that's how businesses are successful. And I think that's how we're going to be successful as a country um, as we continue to share information as, as seamlessly as possible. Are, are you giving any clinics uh, in West Yellowstone during their, mm-hmm. I, I think it's called, I don't know, what is it? The West Yellowstone, the West Yellowstone Festival. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. I always can, I always think of that as like the race in, in March, but okay. So you'll be there in what capacity? Yeah, that's been, it's been fun to plan the schedule a little bit because it's, it's going to be a fun opportunity for me to be domestic, you know, based domestically for the first few months of the season. So I know I'm going to be in West Yellowstone. So I've already committed to doing, um, at least one talk up there in, in a clinic. I'm, I'm doing a master's clinic with the rendezvous ski festival and a junior's clinic up there. I don't think I can make it up to frozen thunder, but I'm going to maybe make it up there, um, the week after the races of frozen thunder. Um, and I'm going to be in silver star for the super tour continental cup we have there. And I'm going to be at us nationals, um, in craftsbury. So it's been cool to, you know, folks should email me and communicate with me because as if I'm already going to be in a place like Silver Star or Craftsbury, it's super easy for me to connect with a club. I can come in and do maybe just one technique session with a group um, or a quick talk, you know, to a group, a presentation. And so, yeah, I've already been booked out to do a number of, of jobs at those locations. Um, and since I'm already going to be there as an athlete, it really cuts down on travel costs and, and expenses for the club. And it's a great way to connect with the ski community and to share ideas and and get to know some of the up and coming athletes. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to tap into this a bit more and learn. So, um, and good luck training. (laughs) Are are you you able, like, I mean, I'm not that you're not able, but like, um, you feel relatively spry getting out there against like the simis of the world at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of training together, I haven't trained with the national league guys quite as much as, as in previous years, but we still had a lot of quality training together. I was in New Zealand with those guys and I'll be with them next week. I'll be them in both weeks here actually, because the national team and the NEG overlap with one another. Um, so I'll be training with all those guys this week and yeah, we stay in touch 
real well, um, both the athletes and myself of the national team and the coaches. And so, like I said, I'm a little bit behind in training maybe than I normally would be, but that's because that's kind of how it's been planned for the year. Um, because my, I know I don't need to be my best until February, but training has been going well. I love kind of the new energy I get from training alongside a wider variety of developing athletes and in the NEG and NTG skiers, the juniors in this country, they're, they're really solid athletes. So for me, it's like, it's no big deal to go on a ski with them. It's great training for me <laughs> too. You know, it's like in a way it keeps you young too. Cause it kind of right, reminds right. you of like why you did it back then, you know, and what got you excited about training when you were that age. And so it's, I think for me, it's been a really productive summer and fall of training so far. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what the race season will bring. All right. Thanks again, Andy. Appreciate it. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening.